When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, Mel. Hey, Taylor. So, my dog keeps barking every time there's someone at the door. Oh, yeah, does it? Don't know why. It's almost never for her. For oh. <laughs> Oh man! Oh man! Book, book, hello! Book, hello! Wow, that's probably the slowest I've been on a joke today. I was going to say that, but I didn't know if it was insulting. That's probably the longest you've ever taken. That took me a long time, but it was funny. The dog, she barks on the door, but it's it's not for her. Okay, all right. Ha, ha, Welcome ha, back ha. to the Floof and Popper podcast. I'm Taylor. <laughs> Hi, I'm Mel. <laughs> We're going to talk about dogs. Heck yeah. Thanks for and tuning in again, you guys. The joke portion is over. So, have you got a story for us? Oh, today, boy, do I. And it is certainly not as lame. Do it. Although, look, that joke wasn't lame. I was just slow. It wasn't not lame. Well, yeah. <laughs> so, today I um, I um, I um. And I oop. And I oop. <laughs> oop. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm on laughingsquid.com. A classic. Uh, on an article that producer Zane sent through a little while ago. Thanks, producer Zane. Thanks, buddy. Uh, and it says, or rather it's called, Service Dogs in Training Attend a Private Performance of Billy Elliot to Learn Proper Theatre Behaviour. Cute. Have we done this one before? I think maybe. I don't but I'm not sure. Yeah, see, that's what I thought. And then I looked through our notes and then... <laughs> Nothing on it. No, I don't know. All right, let's proceed. You guys, I don't know if we've talked about this before. And I'm sorry. I have a I have a track record of talking about things I've talked about before. But I got really excited because the photo is <laughs> bunch of dogs in a theater. So cute. You can only see their tiny little faces poking over the seats and it's real cute. Cute. Does it look too familiar? It looks familiar to me, but maybe I just read the article. Yeah. Well, it's an article by Laurie Dawn. Again, terrible accent. Yeah, D-O-R-N. Um, yeah, so an adorable, well-mannered group of pups in Meaford, Ontario, Canada, oh. Ontario, uh, who are training to become part of the team at K9 Country Inn Service Dogs attended a private, relaxed stage performance of Billy Elliot, the musical, at the Stratford Festival. Wow. Cute cute while the dogs may have enjoyed the wonderful music and dancing within the show they were actually there to sit quietly and learn proper theater behavior oh, i thought they were meant to like watch the show to learn about theater <laughs> not like practice being in a theater i get it now yeah that's as much that as i like sense. to think that they would take i in. thought they were just like watching the musical and being like mm, ballet i get it mm. <laughs> i was like wow that's very advanced but no that theater that etiquette makes sense. yeah which i look i would put some humans through that course to be honest yep honestly <laughs> um the number of people on broadway that i've been like hey please turn off your phone i'm trying to watch a show <laughs> is ridiculous anyway all of these dogs have a very important job to do Outings like this truly benefit their training and prepare them for many activities and distractions they will face when working with their handlers. 
The relaxed performances of the Stratford Festival are specific showings for people who need greater theatre accessibility or accommodations and provides reduced noise, lighting and startling effects during the performance. Uh, yeah, so relaxed performances are specifically designed to welcome patrons who will benefit from a less restricted audience environment. Patrons of all abilities are welcome, including but not limited to those with intellectual or learning disabilities, sensory processing conditions or autism. There is a relaxed attitude to noise and movement within the auditorium and some minor production changes may be made to reduce the intensity of light, sound and other potentially startling effects. Babes in Arms are also welcome to our relaxed performances. Great idea. Love that. Yep, totally. Also, dogs. Dogs are there too. Dogs! It's not just a performance <laughs> for dogs. It's for people with dogs, but I like to think it's for the dogs just too. The dogs. Babes in arms and dogs in arms. Uh, oh, that's it. And then it's just a bunch of cute photos, which you can check out at um, the Stratford Festival Facebook page or Twitter page um, and on Smith. Dot, uh, not dot com. It's not a website. Mr.puppysmith <laughs> at Instagram uh, to see this really at precious photo. Instagram. At the, what is an Instagram? Um, yeah, it's just, it's real precious. It's just a quick little story about these dogs at the theatre. The photos are just precious. You can also check out uh, at K9, the number nine, K9 Country Inner. Oh no, the thing I said before K9 Country <laughs> in Service Dogs. Uh, nice. on Instagram super cute theatre dogs I love that love theatre I love dogs um, what new information also Mark Hamill <laughs> if you know Mark Hamill I um, do who is that he is uh, oh, um, do you know him yeah I do but what's he in uh, so he's an actor um, not like and- Star Wars is he in Mark Hamill is he in Mark Hamill yeah is- Star Wars from Star Wars who is he in He's Luke Skywalker in Star Wars. Oh my god! Yes, I know what you're talking about. Yep, that's yes. why I was like, "Isn't he a Star Wars?" Dude? Yeah, the Mark Hamill um, actually shared the photo of the dogs poking their heads over the seats on Twitter, um, and this article says the fabulously witty Mark Hamill previously wryly commented about the empty seats while promoting a musical for dogs. <laughs> Classic. He just said the empty seats would be understandable if this was a performance of Cats. Because it's just the dogs and then empty seats. <laughs> Cute. Lol. Cute. Uh, yeah, that's it. That's my story. Hey, Theatre dogs. I just love hey. them so much. What? Sorry, it's still stuck in my head. I had to get it out. It's a very it's a specific cute. reference. <laughs> I just, if you're on TikTok, it's not. It's totally normal. Oh, dear. <laughs> okay, so do you remember two weeks ago I was... Sorry, are you done with your story? You looked at me like you weren't done. Oh, no, no, no. I was just like, uh, two weeks ago is hard to remember. Do you remember two weeks ago I was talking about the uh, Bichon Frise? Yeah. And in the middle of it, I got distracted by the Coton de Tullier. Yes. We're going to talk about the Coton de Tullier. Heck yeah. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right because it's hectic French. Tullier? Probably like, Maybe, maybe Tullier is a, yeah. a name rather than something you... Yeah, that Frenchy. sounds probably better. Anyway... Sweet and cuddly dog breed with a clownish personality. Clownish. That's a new one. I like that. Cute, right? Um, the Coton de Tulia, Tulia is always ready for a good time. Hell yeah. <laughs> this smart little dog with the cottony coat originated in Madagascar. Um, and is no related. Way. Yeah. Again, not a dog I would have imagined from Madagascar. Like that. Yeah. yeah. Which is technically Africa. Yes. Madagascar is an African country. Also, how do you originate a dog in just like this island. random island? It must yes. have evolved from... The 
Lemurs. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> don't think it evolved from lemurs. There you go. What happens in Africa? <laughs> um, probably the wolves on the island, I guess. African wild dogs. What? Yeah, wild Madagascar dogs doesn't have a particularly wolves? like. I don't know. Uh, they don't. Yeah, the I don't know. Nature on Madagascar I don't is very know. specific because they're so isolated. But anyway, and related to the Bichon Frise and Love the Maltese. Cute, cute as heck. So for the smart and sweet natured um, cotton, for short. Um, the perfect day consists of nothing more than being with his person, whether it's lying at her feet while she works, following her from room to room, not even the bathroom is sacred, or going for a ride to Starbucks. Oh, <laughs> cute. So specific. This small, long-haired, cottony-coated dog was never bred to be anything but a companion. And to this day, that's what um, they do best. So they cock their head intently when spoken to and will even try to answer back. So there you go. They must have been bred on the island of Madagascar. Yeah. They mustn't be that old. Yeah, Let me wild. Have a quick look. Let me have a quick look. Yeah, in yeah. History. Um, the large island of Madagascar, located off the southeast coast of Africa in the Indian Ocean, is home to many unusual creatures, but one of them has become a beloved export throughout the world, soft and shaggy cotton. Um, <laughs> probably came to a member of the Bichon family who probably came to Madagascar as a long as several hundred years ago. Wow. So it's... It sounds like the Bichon was taken to Madagascar. Yes. Then they breeded. Yes, cottons that makes sense. And took them. That makes more sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's said that little white dogs either accompanied ladies on long sea voyages or were used as um, ratters on ships. Cute. It's also claimed that the dogs were beached on Madagascar after being the sole survivors of a shipwreck. Oh. A bit tragic, but anyway. There's a movie about that go. somewhere. Yes. <laughs> um, Coton de Tulia takes its name not only from its cotton-like coat, but also from the seaport city of Tulia, now known as... Oh, I can't read that. My eyesight's going. Oh, you have, and me both, huh? I don't have me glasses on. Toliara, located Toliara. on the island nation of Madagascar where the breed originated. Yeah. He's um, uh, related to Bichon Frise and Maltese, but own distinct style. Right. So people who love the cotton praise the intelligence, sociability, and easy care coat. Um, they're an observant dog who quickly learn routines and adapt to the person's needs. So they sleep while you're busy, one eye cracked so they can follow you if you leave the room, uh. and they're known as a good <laughs> and flexible traveler, perhaps a remnant of their seafaring days when they accompanied ladies by making long journeys by ship. Ah, yes, the ladies. The ladies. Puppers. I was looking for a ship dog like weeks ago, and I couldn't find one. Oh, Here really? It is, yeah. Um, so when it's playtime, the cotton will bring his favorite toy to you and for a rousing game of fetch. They love to go on walks, but the exercise needs aren't excessive, which is good if you're short on time. Mm-hmm. Um, playing inside or in a fenced yard will just as easily satisfy the need for activity as long as they have plenty of human companionship. Um, and because of their desire to please, they excel in activities such as obedience and agility. Cool. Um, they like to talk to people Aww. using their own special language of unique vocalizations, including grunts and growls, and they'll love it when you talk back. Cute. So good if you're lonely for a conversation. I love a vocal dog. Me too. They're so cute. Uh, soft shaggy coat looks difficult to care for, but once the adult coat's grown in, the dirt falls out easily while brushing. So brushing three or four times weekly and bathing as needed will keep them clean. Um, so whatever makes them happy, you happy makes them happy. Precious. Basically. Um, they're smart and take well to training. Um, they're a hardy dog, but a companion breed who should live indoors usually. Mm-hmm. Um, particularly well suited to apartment living. Mm. 
Um, sorry, they are going to be slightly similar, obviously, to the Bichon Frise. Yeah, yeah. But I wanted to explore a little different. Yeah. Um, they The puppies need extra grooming while their adult coats are coming in, usually between 7 and 15 months of age. Oh, so specific. So extra brushing, extra yeah. bathing. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Never buy a cotton from a puppy mill, a pet mm. store, or a breeder who doesn't provide health clearances or guarantees. Look Arguably could say the same for, for every dog. every breed, but especially in this case. Mm-hmm. Um, look for a reputable breeder who tests her breeding dogs to make sure they're free of genetic diseases that they might pass on and who breeds for sound temperaments and who has signed the breed club's code of ethics. Um, just so you know. Hmm. They're very, very little. <laughs> um, so they're, they're little, little bobbers. Um, and that's pretty much it. The rest is pretty... Um, pretty standard. Mm. The coat is white, although it might have a few shadings of light grey or red roan, a mixture of white and fawn hairs on the ears. Uh, puppies are born all white or with yellow, brown, rust or black spots on the head and ears, sometimes the body. I haven't but seen they, any of those pictures. They disappear when the puppies mature. So. Yeah, because they're all white, huh? Yeah, they're usually all white. Um, they say from medium champagne uh, in light to medium champagne or grey. Oh, uh, yes, of course. So then they're never going to be like black. Yeah. The closest yeah. thing I've seen is the champagne or like the gray ears, like a shih tzu. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, good Cute. with kids, especially if, um, like if the kids are good with them. Obviously, if you have a kid that is really rough, they're not going to be super great. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they're fun, loving and energetic enough to be playmates for older children who treat them respectfully. Um, we've talked about that before, how to make kids. Um, <laughs> sorry. Nick's, Nick's the cat. The, the cat podcaster has uh, joined the table. <laughs> Hello, Nick. Uh, thank you for joining us. Thanks for joining us. Um, yeah, I think we've talked about that briefly about yeah. how to train your kids to adapt to pets and stuff like that. Yeah, so yeah. Obviously, make sure, you know, because um, they're, they're quite a little dog, they're not going to be able to be rough and tumble like yes. some dogs. But um, if, if your kid is good with pets, then they'll be fine with the cotton. So there you go that's most Cute. of the, the specifics there and everything else is kind of self-explanatory they look so ready to cuddle they're so cute and they're just they're, like one of the things i love about them is they're just down for whatever you want to do yeah so like a chat they're not like a, needy, a chill yeah, yeah they're not like a needy like please take me for a walk please do this i need food they're just like what are we doing are we we working today are we yeah. going out like what's happening like which is kind of ideal for it's pretty a special lot of us that are really yeah. busy so that's kind of cool cute there you go thanks for that that's precious you're welcome i'm gonna enjoy a freddo because i finished my section do it what Let are me tell you gonna you. do i'm gonna tell you uh just some basic first aid for dogs nice yeah. I think we've done anything like that yeah so i thought it was it was i uh, just quite interesting just because i'm going so i i'm also a pet sitter registered through a certain website and through the rspca um and for it recently the rspca has made a like qualification course mm-hmm. and part of that is learning dog first aid which i thought was really That's interesting really cool. yeah so in saying that i'm on the blue cross <laughs> website uh which is a, a uk animal charity nice um yeah i'm just gonna tell you a little bit about basic first aid for dogs nothing too gory please no, I'll try. I'll try not to. I don't want to make it like too serious and too scary. But I'm like, cool I with think gory humans. But when it's gory dogs, I'm like, oh no, no you don't. Nuh-uh. Dogs don't deserve that. So sad. But yeah, it's like it's the silly season. Things can get a bit hectic. Yeah, it's just good for to- sure. People some sometimes it's just accidents when people yeah. get a bit crazy. And in general, you want to always consult a vet. Yeah. But you can. Just like people, <laughs> you're not going to take them straight to a doctor if you can do something in the moment to help. 
Absolutely. Before taking them to a doctor. But anyway, uh, yeah, so I, I was having a little look online and lots of people sell uh, first aid kits, dog first aid kits, which is really cool, including the RSPCA. You can send them your phone number and they'll get in contact with you to send you a first aid kit, which is really For cool. free? Maybe. That's cool. I think if the so, Victorian go check it out. Yeah, the Victorian RSPCA I think might have had that offer. Whether it's go still check out happening, your options, but just yeah. beware of dodgy sites that are like we'll send you this. Just make sure it's something reputable. Yeah. Otherwise, I would definitely recommend going to your vet and assembling something. Yeah, and <laughs> if you are, if you are assembling your own, um, here's what it should include. Uh, bandages, like yep. a roll of self-adhesive or crepe bandage, about five centimeters in width. Mm-hmm. Uh, conforming slash open weave bandages, which is 2.5 centimeters in width. Some non-adhesive absorbent dressings to cover open wounds. Surgical sticky tape, a box of cotton wool, a box of sterile absorbent gauze. That's how you say gauze. Yeah, Yeah. that's right. Uh, Blunt-ended scissors, preferably curved. A thick towel and an Elizabethan collar. Which I only just realised. I can only imagine is the cone that you put on when you go to the vet, right? Surely. Elizabeth. It is. It is. The cone that you yeah. put on. That's so funny. I've never heard it called that. Um, yeah. I've no, I have seen the fabric ones called that. Because oh. you know you can get actually soft. I didn't know you that. Seen, you can get soft ones that are just like um, almost like, you know what my sling was made of? That's not helpful yes. to people at home. Like Kind of like muslin or something yeah. like that. Um that just velcros around the neck. Oh, brilliant. Which means they just can't reach yeah. the area. But yeah. if it's about like accessibility, I think they need this. The, Elizabethan collar. This, the firm collar. I yeah. just imagined a ruff. Just like an Elizabethan ruff. You know, like huh? the fancy. You know how like, it's like the rough? Yeah, I think that's what it means. Yeah, but it's like the plastic <laughs> collar. I'm, I'm at a literal so costume. that on a dog. Yes. Okay, right. Okay. <laughs> I was like, that's. I think that's what we're talking. I think we're talking about the same thing. <laughs> Uh, so I imagine a bunch of different dog first aid kits might also come with medicine, but probably not many because every dog is different and you have to consult a vet for that stuff. Yeah. Also, I was thinking when you were reading out the width of the bandages, yeah. I would imagine that differs depending on the size of your dog. Yes. If you have a little dog, you might need something smaller. If you have a big dog, yeah. um, you might need something bigger. And also if you have a variety of dogs, like I know some people have little dogs, big dogs, mm-hmm. you might need assorted a couple. bandages. So again, check yeah. in with your vet for what they recommend. And some of these kits that they sell online will specify small, medium or large dog. That's yes. good to know. Which is cool. So, the Blue Cross says every year hundreds of dogs in the UK are involved in road accidents, suffer from heat stroke, or swallow poisonous substances. But knowing what to do in an emergency could save your pet's life. So, dogs and emergency situations. First, of course, like in any first aid, ensure the safety of yourself and others. Keep calm, assess the situation before acting. Injured animals are frightened and in pain. Oh, and may try to bite anyone who touches Absolutely. them. Absolutely. Even yeah. if it's your dog, even if you've had them for 10 years, yeah. even if they know you front to back, they still might lash out when they're in pain. So yeah. don't take it personally. Just make sure you're safe first. People are the same. you can't help your dog if you're injured as well. Yeah. People are the same. Any kind of trauma, you'll act differently under the, the stress. Uh, of course, contact the vet to keep your vet's phone number to hand and know the name of the practice. Uh, and always phone first, whatever the situation, as there may not always be a vet available, but staff may be able to suggest immediate action you can take if you don't know yourself already. Ah, uh, oh, this is actually a good tip. Um, have a pen handy in case another number is given, in case they give you someone else to talk to. 
to yep. help. Which That's a good idea. Happens. Yeah. It's really frustrating when you ring sometimes a helpline or like sometimes you're in a poison helpline and they'll put you through to somebody else and then they'll put yeah. you through to somebody else and they'll put you through to the so yeah it might be handy to have a piece of paper or maybe i don't know sometimes people have an ipad handy so they oh, can yes. type out a number or yeah that can be good um then if there is a risk of biting put a muzzle on the dog or wrap tape around the no- or bandage around the nose and then tie it behind the ears unless the dog has difficulty breathing small dogs may be restrained by putting a thick towel over their heads <laughs> oh <laughs> oh dear um obviously but worth saying never give human medicines to a dog never ever don't do that not many the same thing not, not the same all. dose not the same digestive system Mm-mm. don't do it many will do more harm than good do not offer food or drink in case anesthetic is needed yes which sucks yeah i have had days where i felt sick at 10 o'clock in the morning mm. and then they wouldn't let me eat anything for mm. the whole day because then i had to have surgery but not until 10 o'clock at night Oof. and i was so hungry yeah but you got to do it because it's so much harder to operate if there's something in their system for sure so. Make sure you, unfortunately, just hold off on giving them treats or anything. Yeah. Um, there's a little section here called, is your dog in need of emergency care? Sometimes outside normal hours, it is difficult to decide whether urgent attention is needed. You can always call and ask for advice. You should phone the vet if your pet seems weak, is reluctant to get up or is dull and depressed. There is difficulty breathing or it is noisy or rapid or if there is continual coughing causing distress. If there is repeated vomiting, particularly with uh, young or elderly animals, uh, if your dog appears to be in severe pain or discomfort, if your pet is trying to urinate or defecate and is unable to, that's scary, that's a bit of a scary situation. Um, Blockage of the bladder occurs, especially in males, and can kill if your pet is not treated urgently. Uh, If there are sudden, sudden difficulties with balance, or if a female dog, <laughs> I don't think I can actually say the word for female dog on the podcast, but if a female dog, not if you, if you use it in the right context, I think it's fine. I don't know, I'm a sook. Um, <laughs> if a female dog with suckling puppies is agitated, shaking and shivering and will not settle. Uh, it could be eclampsia, which needs urgent treatment. So um, it gives a few kind of examples. We'll give you the link in the show notes to have a look through. So I'll just give you a few because it is a, it's quite a solid list. Um, but obviously the first one, as mentioned by the Blue Cross, is road accidents. So prevention is better than cure. Even a well-behaved dog should be kept on a lead anywhere near traffic, including slow-moving vehicles. Do not have the collar so loose that the dog can get free. If the worst happens, beware of other cars. Talk gently to the dog as you approach. Move slowly and avoid making sudden movements. Put a lead on if possible and, if necessary, a muzzle before handling. If your dog can walk, go to the vet, even if there appears to be no pain. There may be internal injuries that are not immediately obvious. Or they could be in shock and just... Oh, for sure. ...numb and acting like normal which yeah. happens to humans all the time is yeah go, oh my god i think i'm fine i'm fine i'm fine and then it's adrenaline a all. day later yeah you find out it's actually really bad yeah <laughs> so <laughs> don't don't trust them better to just get it checked Do out you reckon that vaguely happened with your wrist oh yeah absolutely yeah yep. oh dear yeah taylor's wrist is still in the I cast was, folks <laughs> so I've, I've broken my wrist and it was misdiagnosed so i went to the hospital when i broke it and they were like oh it's fine i think it's just a sprain but because it had only happened like three hours ago i was like oh 
okay. And then four days later, we looked at it and it was like huge and puffy and Ugh. gray. And I was really nauseous. And they were like, yeah, no, that's not sprained. That's that's broken. That's broken as hell. And oh, I was no. like, aha. So yes. Don't let that happen to you. Don't, don't let, let that, that happen, happen yeah, and to your dog. <laughs> don't always trust your first instinct of, oh my God, they're fine. It's going to be okay. Yeah. Because sometimes it's not fine. And sometimes it's just better to get checked out. Be cautious. Walk on the safe side. Uh, speaking of which, if the dog cannot walk, <laughs> small dogs can be picked up by placing one hand at the front of the chest and the other under the hindquarters. Improvise a stretcher for large dogs with a coat or a blanket. That's if, clever. Yeah. If the dog is paralyzed, there may be a spinal injury, so try and find something rigid, such as a board. Slide the patient or the patient. <laughs> Puppy patient. Gently onto this if possible. Cover with a blanket to reduce heat loss. Um, we've got first aid for a bleeding dog, which I'm mainly not talking about because bleeding makes me sad, but do read about it. It's important. <laughs> do read about it. All those bandages in the first aid kit are there for a reason. <laughs> um, it's important to know, like as much as, I mean, some of you are driving home maybe, or you're on the bus. Um, you probably don't want to listen to goriness, but yeah. <laughs> if you have a dog, it's important to know these things. For sure. Um, definitely go look up and read through really quickly and then forget about it until you need the information. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, first aid for dogs with broken bones. Deal with serious bleeding, but do not apply a splint. It is painful and can cause the bone to break through the skin, which is a little bit gory. Sorry. And remember, a lot of our dogs have much thinner skin than we do. Yeah. So it's probably much more likely that your dog will bone will break through the skin yeah. than when ours do. The main thing to remember, I think, for dog first aid is that it's going to be quite dissimilar to human first aid <laughs> totally which seems like it might not be that obvious or it might be very obvious but just keep that in mind do your research listen to our podcast etc um first aid for just we've got into my microphone with my ear and i don't really oh, know how hello I <laughs> um we've got first aid for burns and scalds which no, is um just don't burn your dog yeah but if if the, if the worst happens um run cold water over the burns for at least five minutes then contact the vet do not apply ointments or creams as we said don't just don't apply random stuff you don't know will help um if there is going to be a delay getting to the vets you can apply saline soaked dressing to the area and make sure to keep the patient warm I know your first instinct might not be wrap my burnt creature up in a blanket, but yeah, but you can't actually get too cold if you put yeah. too much cold on it. Heat loss uh, does happen. Um, poison first aid for dogs is kind of similar, kind of similar to people. You want to find the packaging from the substance swallowed and have it with you when you find the vet. This includes things like chocolate and stuff that the dog shouldn't be eating. Um, if chewing plants is suspected, try to find out the identity of the plant. So take a photo. Who are you, send plant? <laughs> What's your identity? Interrogate the plant. Ask it questions. Send it into an existential spiral and then call the vet. Um, uh, call the vet immediately, actually. Uh, do not make – don't oh, – yeah, good point. Don't make your dog sick unless the vet tells you to. Don't just, like, immediately make like your dog throw your it up. down their throat. Yeah. yeah. It may – it feel like a good idea because it's like oh get it out immediately but you don't know what's going on and and do call the vet because a lot of times sure. they'll give you advice over the phone yeah. like I, I had an issue with Zola once I was looking after her I didn't know whether she needed the vet or not I rang them mm. and they were like well this is what it could be these are the signs to look out for if it gets worse bring her if, if not you're probably okay yeah. so like they're not horrible people they're not going to send you oh, a no. $400 bill if you just ask them not at all and if they say look I think you should bring them in 
It's probably best just to bring them yeah. in. Yeah. Um, we've also got first aid for dogs with a swollen tummy. No. Um, first aid for dogs with a ball stuck in their throat, which is, it does <laughs> no. happen. Dogs are silly. Especially ping pong balls, am I right? Oh, yeah. Those are not safe. Am I right? Uh, first aid for dogs with coat contamination, um, like paint or tar uh, getting into the coat. Yeah. Uh, and then I wanted to go over this one for sure because Australia and it's hot and it's December, so it's going to be extra hot. Um, first aid for dogs with heat stroke. So if on a warm or hot day your dog is panting heavily and is distressed and especially – oh, this is, by the way, a good time to mention dog body language again. Always yeah. uh, be familiar with that. Um, things like panting, uh, licking lips, that kind of stuff is all – or can all be pointing towards a distressed animal. Um, and especially if the dog is short-nosed, example, a boxer or a mastiff, overweight or has been playing or exercising, think heat stroke. Put the dog somewhere cool, preferably in yep. a draft. And that's what had happened that day with Zola. And I thought she was sick or something was wrong with her. Yeah. And she actually just had a really bad heat stroke. Oh, Baba. Yeah, and I was like, oh my gosh, she's sick. But really she just needed like some water under her nose yep. some cool air and she was okay yeah yeah that's right um you can warm at uh, warm wet the coat um with tepid water so you don't want cold water because it contracts the blood vessels in the skin and slows heat loss yeah which is an interesting fact um and of course like taylor did phone the vet uh of course offer um, small amounts of water if you can do something instant, like put some air con on or oh, a yeah. fan or something, um, which was my mistake, is just that I was feeling really hot and I thought, oh, I won't turn the air con on, I'll save some money. Mm. Um, and I just had to let it get too hot like, yeah, for both yeah. of us. So um, if you can make it the this, the room instantly mm. a little bit cooler, that will help as well. Um, along a similar thought, this is not in the article, but it just it's something I've seen circulating. Um, if it's really hot and you're feeling the need to take your dog out on a walk, fair enough, um, for exercise. Uh, a handy trick if you are walking on bitumen or road or pavement, if you can't keep your hand on the pavement for longer than five minutes, your dog can't walk on that. Your dog's going to burn his little yes, feet. Yes, I have seen that. I usually will do that in the summer. If I I usually try and wait till four or five to go for yes. a walk um, or early if you're an early riser. But if not and you need to go during the middle of the day, mm-hmm. that's a great Test. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Again, and prevention be better brave. than cure. Hold your hand down properly and see if you can. Yeah. If and it yeah. feels a little bit hot, then it's probably way too hot for your dog. For sure. Um, other things we have is first aid for a dog having a fit. First aid for dogs with eye injuries, uh, drowning, uh, dogs in fights, dogs that have been shocked. Oh no. <laughs> dogs oh. that have been stung, which obviously... Oh, that happens a lot. Living in Australia, we get a lot yeah. of stung animals. Obviously, is a bad thing, but the photos that come out of it are cute. Kind of adorable. Yeah. <laughs> Little puffy face dogs, poor things. Yeah. Um, and then to finish up, I just wanted to go through basic dog resuscitation. Oh, good one. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> it's a thing I know people will maybe laugh at, but if you have a pet, you know how important it is to know how to look after them so here here's how you do it all right it's gonna be a bit gross but like just do it (laughs) if you need to put the animal on their side check that breathing has definitely stopped for example hold a wisp of fur to the nostrils or hair or just something so that you can see that it's going open the mouth pull the tongue forwards and check for obstructions such as blood be careful not to get bitten when removing any material 
If breathing doesn't start, extend the head, the nose pointing forwards. Hold the mouth closed and blow into the nose, so not the mouth, obviously, um, about 20 times a minute. If you cannot feel a heartbeat, push on the chest just behind the front legs every second. Give two breaths into the nose for every 15 compressions on the chest. If this is unsuccessful after three minutes, recovery is unlikely. Of course, that's ah! it's a it's a dire end. But uh-huh. um, again, call the vet. Uh, this stuff can change. I know human first aid has kind of changed yeah, very has. recently. Uh, this article, this one was last updated on the 22nd of August, 2019. So if you're listening to this way in the future or it's been a few months, which it has been, we're in December. Um, check Make sure you check it. a recent article. Yeah. Um, can I also add? Yeah, please. When I was doing actually a human first aid course yeah. recently, they've changed the law so that you you don't whatever it is mm. you don't have to do mouth to mouth anymore. Yes, this is true. Um, so especially if it's not your dog, mm. if you're rescuing a dog that's maybe at the park, mm-hmm. if it's a dog you find, mm-hmm. if you're not comfortable, you don't know where this dog's from, you don't know what diseases it might have or where it's been do not feel compelled to give it mouth to mouth yeah you can still do cpr without it yes so you can still do the chest compressions you can still try and remove any obstructions do not feel like you have to do the breath compressions yeah if you still want to help but you're a bit wary of where the dogs come from Mm. um that's another option or even your dog if you don't feel comfortable putting your mouth on your dog you don't have to you can still do chest compressions without the breathing you can still be successful in cpr so i just thought i'd put that out there if people are hesitant about touching other dogs but if you want to do something still do your chest compressions just for sure mouth to mouth is not always necessary yeah our first rule of first aid is make sure you you are are safe. safe yeah yeah, so a bit, a bit of a serious one, but I think it's very important and we haven't talked about it before. So yeah, good call. Good yeah, catch. some sweet tips. Check that out on our show notes to get like the full list and the full um, kind of information. Uh, obviously look it up uh, your own as well. Anything updated, anything you think might be different, just have a look, get some tips from your vet, that kind of thing. But yeah, that's it. That's it from me. Um, Lovely. Um, yeah. If you want to check us out on our socials, we're at Floof and Popper Podcast, F L O O F P U P E R. That's Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Mm-hmm. You can send us an email at Floof and Popper Podcast at gmail.com. Do it. Uh, thanks to That's Not Canon uh, Productions for <laughs> having you. us once again. You can check them out on Facebook or Instagram at yeah. TNC Podcast and go check out some other great shows on the network. Woohoo! The end. The end. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks Give your dog listening. a cuddle for us. Yes. Oh, it's so great to hang out with you guys every week. Have a really great rest of your week. We love you. Book, book, goodbye. Book, book, goodbye. The Disney vs. Disney Debates podcast is all about finding the answer to one simple question. What is the best Disney movie of all time? Maybe the question isn't that simple. So join us every Saturday as hosts from all across That's Not Canon fight for their movies in one-on-one debates moderated by me, Zane C. Weber, in order to decide once and for all which of Disney's beloved classics or recent hits will take the crown. Save it for the show. Available now on Spotify, iTunes, and wherever you find podcasts. 
of That's Not Gun in Productions podcast. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.